0: Mysticism and Sufism. The greatest mystery is to imagine that we are separate. A moment's reflection or even scientific thinking will lead you irrefutably to the conclusion that we are all connected. The breath you are taking right now has been around since the beginning of time. It has entered and departed billions of beings. And after the stars collided and coalesced into complex elements such as carbon, selenium, and calcium, these elements then underwent manifold stages of evolution and complexity. And now, after eons, a human looks down, around, up, and asks, Who am I? And after several decades of life, this human, you, experiences a strange, disconnected feeling. It, it is as though you are encased in shells, isolating you from the real, and as though you have lost your way then you may imagine that there is a mystery to learn. For the Sufi, it is the other way around. You have forgotten where you came from and where you are going. It is the Divine's way of playing hide and seek. These shells you have created separating you from the Divine are are accumulations of cultural and familial conditioning. Who you think you are, your personality, your ideas of right and wrong, good and bad, opinions and beliefs. In Sufism, this ego matrix is called the Nefs. The path of the Sufi is to accept these shells of habits and patterns partitioning us from reality, and to get to work cracking these barriers. Any true spiritual path is one that gives you practical tools to help you remove these shells to bring your heart back into union with the friend. We need to break these shells of conditioning, cultural expectations and habits, to help us return to our origin. And as you probably know, nothing is free in this universe. There is always a cost, if you wish, to make a change. The exchange rate is based on effort and intention. To enter into mystical union with the divine requires guidance, patience, time, and a healthy supply of humor. Now, you wouldn't go into a city that you didn't know about, an unknown city, without a guidebook, a tour guide, a map, or some kind of knowledge that will enable you to get from here to there. Of course, you need to know your destination. And we've all gotten lost at some point and discovered after a beating or hours wasted, perhaps frustrated or hurt that maybe some kind of guidance would have made the trip more enjoyable. A Sufi has also gotten lost, ripped off, and tripped over his or herself enough in the city of spirituality to finally wake up and seek a guide. They seek out an experienced traveler who will advise them on the best way to their destination, the Beloved. Sufis call this guide the sheikh or sheikah. What does this have to do with mysticism? The word mystic itself comes from the Greek mystikos. Wikipedia says mysticism from the Greek mystikos, an initiate of a mystery religion, is the pursuit of communion with, identity with, or conscious awareness of an ultimate reality divinity, spiritual truth, or God through direct experience, intuition, instinct, or insight. Mysticism usually centers on a practice or practices intended to nurture those experiences or awarenesses. The idea of practice seems to confuse tourists as they enter the mystical city. Whatever path you choose, if you want a mystical experience, you will get lost without a guide. That's why mysticism is defined as initiation into a practice. I know, I tried for many years to do it on my own and kept coming to the same realization. No matter what books I read, what CDs I listened to, what seminars, lectures, YouTube, events I attended, having the right guide is the only way, through the bewildering stalls, shops, and merchants, of all that glittery spiritual stuff. You will know when you are ready to accept instruction and enter into a practice realize that the only one who is barring your way is you yeah until that time comes please feel free to roam window shop check out the shiny books and charismatic speakers when you come to the conclusion that you do need some help through the city of mysteries it is vital to know how to choose the right guide In Sufism, no one is permitted to set themselves up as a sheikh just because they want to. Every sheikh or sheikh must be appointed by their sheikh who comes from a long and verifiable line of guides that's known as the silsila, And that is the chain of oral and written transmission that connects the teachings of that school, in Sufism, that's called a tarika, or path to creditable origins. In other words, check out their accreditation. Be wary, smart, intelligent. Ask your burning questions. See if the answers resonate in your heart and mind, and that they are useful. Developing your spiritual discrimination, says Rumi, is just as important as learning the practices of your path. The City of Mysteries is filled with various distractions and attractions, and most are not what they appear to be. The purpose of the guide is to advise you on the best possible route through the maze of streets and alleys. Now, your path is your own, and no one can walk it for you. They can only advise the best possible way and point out the various traps and blind alleys. All the sources of religion know that beneath the spiritual city runs the sacred river of the divine. A cup of this water will relieve the weary traveler and quench That spiritual thirst. The wells to this water may be called Judaism, Islam, Christianity, Hinduism, or Buddhism, but all the water is the same. Some people get upset about the shape of the cup, the size of the well, the cup bearer, the color of the cup. But if you are thirsty, truly thirsty, for the water that will relieve the yearning for that true connection to the divine, then you will gratefully accept whatever shape or name that water is carried in. This cup of the divine must have a form, otherwise what will hold it? Understanding the purpose of form and why it is necessary will help you understand why you need a cup to hold the mystical water no form, no way to drink it the Buddha asked its disciples as they came to a river how would you cross a river like this? with a boat they replied the Buddha asked when you arrived at the other shore would you carry the boat with you or would you leave it on the shore the disciples replied "Ah, oh, we would leave it on the shore and go on without it The Buddha said, In the same way, when you arrive at the other side of the river, you may leave the boat of doctrine and practice. Buddha and his disciples took the boat crossing the wide river. The disciples, believing they understood the meaning of the story, left the boat and followed Buddha on his journey. In a few hours they came to another river. Buddha sat under a tree, laughing and waited for his disciples to go back and fetch the boat they left on the shore of the first river meanwhile back at the gate of mysteries just because it is a spiritual dimension does not necessarily mean it is a safe place it is not Just as in any physical city or village, the spiritual world has a vast and varied array of beings, buildings, buyers, and sellers. Some are friendly and helpful, and many are not. Learning who to trust and what areas are safe is so critical that the guidance of a trustworthy friend should be your first consideration. Our Sufi Healing Center is often healing healers. People who have ventured boldly into that spiritual city only to return damaged, slimed or worse, even though their intention was to help others. These tools or talents like healing are given for a purpose. Part of that purpose is to take responsibility to master your gift. Because you may have experienced spiritual awareness and discovered you can heal or see auras does not mean you are special. Au contraire. It means that you are accountable to learning, nurturing, and developing that ability to serve others appropriately and with good manners and to continue to learn. In other words you must take full responsibility for whatever tool or gift you are given. In Sufism, as in any traditional mystical practice, there is the constant reminder to not get attached to anything, even mystical or spiritual abilities. Anything can become a trap, even if you identify with the ability and think It is yours. You have walked into one of the major traps of the spiritual world. The truth is that you have no power and nothing is permanent. Anything you try to hold on to will eventually slip away. In other words, if the ground is not prepared correctly and you identify with special spiritual abilities, the traps of arrogance... Pride and greed will eat you away from the inside. As a tree grows towards the light, its roots seek the nutrients of the earth and anchor it securely. Religion and spiritual practices serve the same purpose, to provide a grounded, rooted structure for you to grow towards the light. Without deep roots, the first storm will knock you over. To grow and develop your latent human potentials and abilities, you need a foundation, a guide, and a spiritual discrimination that allows you to continue to learn and make better choices. The City of Mysteries is beautiful, alluring, glistening and wonderful. However, just as everything in this universe, it has its dark side. Please do not imagine it is safe just because it is spiritual. You need a guide and a protector in the living world who knows the route and whose heart is like the GPS, the God positioning system connected to The Divine. Thank you. This is Ibrahim. Salam Aleikum, Marids, Seekers, Curious, and Interested Listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney, where we do Zikr, Sobet, spiritual counseling and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental services, software and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, AnsariSufiOrder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.